0: Hello and welcome to the Rugby Gods Podcast. I'm John Keenan. Noma harimai. Today is April 27th and now let's talk some rugby. Alright, so this is my second podcast for today. Uh, breaking the podcast up, uh, as you may have noticed or realized uh been a few weeks now. Uh, but, you know, trying to declutter them a little bit. Uh, keep the Super Rugby into like kind of one podcast. Uh, keep maybe the more international competitions uh, which I follow Japanese top league and major league rugby uh, into another podcast uh, and then also you know maybe have um, some articles um, to you know narrate and comment upon and or you know some blue sky thinking of my own so that's sort of what I'm trying to do uh, is you know keep things a little bit separate so yeah, I did about fifty minutes before uh, talking about super rugby uh, and the games that happened uh, last weekend uh, sort of like the weekend of 23rd, 24th, and 25th, uh, and now I want to get into what's going on uh, in the Japanese Top League and what's going on uh, in Major League Rugby uh, for that weekend as well. <clears throat> so let's start with Japanese Top League. Um, yeah, so we're at, it's basically the second stage of the competition. Maybe you could actually even call it the third stage of the competition. Uh, the first stage was uh, conference play, uh, so, you know, 16 teams in the Japanese Top League, eight in each conference, uh, seven rounds. You know, every team plays every other team, seven rounds. That was basically the first stage. Then there was kind of like uh, a second stage, I guess, uh, which was sort of like a qualification and or sort of like playoff spots uh, to essentially make uh, the top 16 uh, in a knockout competition. Uh, what happened there is basically the top two teams from each conference or the top four teams, they kind of got a buy from that. Uh, And then, or in fact, maybe even the uh, top, uh, yeah, I still get very confused about that. Maybe even like the uh, top eight teams uh, got a buy from that. Uh, And it was the bottom, it was certainly the uh, bottom two teams uh, from each uh, they got. Yeah, I think that's what it was, right? So in fact, actually, I think, I'm butchering this, uh, it really is pretty hard to follow Japanese top league, I apologize. Uh, but stage two, yeah, uh, basically the top six teams uh, got a bye. Uh, as such, or got a week off. Uh, and the bottom two teams from each conference, uh, then played uh, basically crossover games against a develop or like a tier two league. Uh, the top four teams from the tier two, uh, you know, set uh, in Japanese rugby. So you know there was uh, four matches, uh, eight teams, four matches. Uh, and three of the matches went to play, went to form, and Japanese top league teams won. But one sort of challenger team, or one sort of tier two team, I believe it was, uh, Kinetsu, uh, the Kanetsu Liners, uh, got a win uh, over uh, a Japanese top league team. So, you know, that creates, you know, four teams there. Uh, and then they went in, or they joined uh, the other 12 teams who had just had a bye, uh, and had sort of already pre-qualified uh, through their standings from stage one. Uh, in the, um, you know, knockout as such. So the weekend just being as kind of the start of uh, the knockout competition, uh, it was 16 teams, or sort of like a round of 16. Uh, It involved 15 um, Japanese top league teams. One team, uh, Munakata, I believe it was, is already out, uh, and the Kanetsu Liners uh, took their place. So, yeah, uh, let's have a look uh, through those games. So uh, last week and the week before, uh, I basically fed you a bill of goods, um... what I was looking at and the information I was telling you was wrong, as such. Just in terms of the timing of, uh, you know, how many weeks off the top teams had, when, like, who was going to play who the following week, or whatever. Uh, it was just uh, a very uh, hard to follow. But essentially, I'm really going to try my best to recap that one more time and then just push on. So Japanese top league, 16 teams, two conferences of eight. Everybody plays everybody in their conference. That's seven games. Pretty simple top six teams in the conference basically have a bye week and go into like a knockout tournament um and the bottom two teams had to play crossover or had to play uh, sort of like promotion relegation almost um against uh four challenger teams or like tier two teams uh the four winners there then pushed back up and got into you know a round of 16 which we just had this weekend being which involved Uh, You know, 15 Japanese top league teams uh, and a tier 2 team uh, involved in that. So, let's have a look at those games. And then basically all of these games, these knockout games, they're based on seeding. So, you know, like if you are best, if you're like top in like say the red conference, you'd be playing like the bottom place team or like, you know, lowest kind of qualifier in the white conference if you were, like, fourth in the red conference, you'd be playing fifth in the white conference. You know, that crossover matches uh, at this round of 16 stage, and it's kind of based on your seedings from the conference or the first stage. So, yeah, let's go through the games. Uh, eight games, four on the Saturday, four on the Sunday. Uh, so, first match was Toshiba Brave Lupus uh, at home, I believe, taking on the Black Rams, uh, and it was a 27-24 to the Black Rams. Uh, Second match was Kubota Spears uh, at home to Yamaha Jubilo, uh, and they won 46-12. Third match was Suntory Sun Goliath at home to the Green Rockets, uh, and Suntory won 76-31. So gave them a a well and truly uh, a a pretty big win there. Uh, Mitsubishi Dinobores. Fourth match, Mitsubishi Dinobores were at home to Kobe Steel, but it didn't make a difference. Kobe Steel won 50-17. So, on the Saturday, uh, Black Rams winning away over Toshiba, uh, pretty good result for them. Uh, Kubota, Suntory, and uh, and Kobe Steele, uh, you know, three very good teams, uh, getting uh, three very easy wins. Uh, into the Sunday matches, uh, first match was Honda at home to the Red Hurricanes, uh, and it was 21 to the Red Hurricanes, so just continuing that gritty kind of season that they've had. Uh, a lot of close or a lot of fairly tight fairly close wins for the Red Hurricanes TJ Peronara's team uh, so they won it that's good well, good for me and good for him obviously um, second match on the Sunday was the Shining Arcs at home to the Cannon Eagles uh, and it was 43-13 to the Cannon Eagles so that was an upset win Cannon Eagles were fifth seed in that one uh, playing a fourth seed at home uh, and they destroyed them you'd have to say 43-13 so a really good win for the Cannon Eagles uh, third match on the Sunday, Toyota Verblitz uh, at home to the Haino Red Dolphins. Hino Haino Red Dolphins, never know how to say that. Uh, and it was 49 29, so pretty comfortable to Toyota Verblitz. Uh, and the final Sunday match was the uh, Kanetsu Liners, the uh, like uh, challenger team or the tier 2 team uh, that was good enough to get a win uh, in the sort of like playoff or qualification uh, round the week before, uh, they were taking on the Panasonic Wild Knights, which is a very difficult assignment. They got it at home, though, uh, but it was 54-7 to the Panasonic Wild Knights away. So, you know, certainly uh, all the top sort of strong teams uh, that you'd be looking for there uh, in the Japanese Top League uh, got through. uh, And really, um, the only real upset there uh, was the Canon Eagles winning by 30 away over the Shining Arks in a 4v5 fifth getting up there uh, so there you go those were the eight games uh, and you know not too many surprises and some pretty comfortable wins uh, as you can see certainly going to get a lot tighter a lot closer uh, this coming weekend which will be the quarterfinals uh, so you know there's basically a top eight now um, still a little bit unsure as to how exactly um, they work out uh, home and away here um but yeah, anyways, uh, just in what I've got in front of me here for home and away, uh, it doesn't really seem to go to seeding. Certainly in the round of 16, there were, um, you know, say, uh, lower seeds that had home games. So it, it, it might be a little bit of a, a luck of the draw or lottery uh, style thing. Uh, but anyways, uh, the quarterfinals will be uh, Toyota for Blitz taking on the Red Hurricanes. So that will be for Blitz at home. Uh, second match will be the Cannon Eagles who got that upset win over the Shining Arks at home uh, to the Wild Knights, the Panasonic Wild Knights. And again, you know, I don't quite understand how the Wild Knights are playing away uh, when they're basically, you know, top team in their conference. Uh, and I believe they played away uh, to the Kanetsu Liners uh, in the round of 16 as well. So a little bit head-scratching. Uh, and then into the Sunday games, it should be uh, at least one really good one there. It'll be the Kubota Spears uh, taking on Kobe Steel. So that's going to be a really, really strong match, I think. Uh, probably match the round for sure. Uh, and then the final match will be Sun uh, The Sun Goliath will be at home to the Black Rams. So yeah, like the Viblets at home to the Hurricanes, the Red Hurricanes. Cannon Eagles at home to the Wild Knights. Kubota Spears at home to Kobe Steel. Uh, and Suntory Sengalai at home to the Black Rams. So again, you know, Kubota, pretty sure they finished third uh, in their conference, so I'm not quite sure how, um, you know, they get a home game there against Kobe Steele. So those sort of uh, draws, uh, if that is correct information, which I may not actually have in front of me, it seems pretty standard for me to, to get things wrong in the Japanese top league. Uh, but, you know, if that is correct, uh, you know, then lottery drawing, lot, a lottery draw as to who gets home, uh, who, who gets home matches and knockout rugby. Uh, that's pretty favorable or like, you know, that's a, that's a it's a big lottery to win uh, for the likes of, you know, the Canon Eagles at home to Panasonic Kabota for sure at home to Kobe Steel. Uh, you know, that's pretty lucky uh, for them. But yeah, uh, certainly there should be a couple of, you know, pretty good, pretty close matches there. Um, You'd probably think the Wild Knights, even away, are going to win against the Cannon Eagles fairly comfortably, uh, and you'd think Suntory at home uh, are certainly going to load up uh, on the Black Rams. But yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Good to see uh, a little bit of, you know, like knockout cup, knockout tournament uh, to extend the season uh, after, you know, a fairly uh, short, uh, you know, conference play uh, for the first stage. Yeah, pretty cool. So, yeah, let's push it on to Major League Rugby uh, and have a look at how things are going there. Uh, so, definitely been watching a bit of this. Um, I, I really do like it. I think there seems to be a lot of momentum behind Major League Rugby this year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to see it. Um, they, it just seems to be a lot more professional. It seems to be a lot more people sort of following it. Um, a lot more people following it, say, like I am, in terms of, you know, doing like, you know, like small little podcasts. Um, but also, you know, just like good media presentation or like, you know, set up, uh, it seems to be available, like all throughout the world, you know, fairly easily, uh, etc, through, you know, a number of different providers, um, you know, yeah, and, and just, it just seems to be a real step up in professionalism uh, over what we've seen uh, with, you know, earlier major league rugby sort of adventures over the last, say, like, you know, five, or certainly the last five ten years. Um so yeah I'm I'm pretty excited about that I I think they've got a really good platform you know to make something really good uh, over the next 5 10 years uh, if they keep progressing uh, and it's good to see pretty good smattering of you know like international talent in there as well uh you know a fair fair few of them you'd have to say are probably on their last legs and it's certainly maybe a a little bit of an experience and a little bit of a junket perhaps for some of them i'm sure they're taking their rugby very seriously but you know it's certainly not the highest level they've they've played at um But, you know, it it is good to see that, like, kind of experience, um, you know, like a backbone of experienced players, sort of like, you know, ex-player, ex-international players, if you will, you know, sort of being, you know, sort of like secondary marquee players uh, in the league. You can only think that if, you know, they have positive experiences, you're going to kind of retain those kind of guys. But, you know, in the future, you're also actually going to get some genuine, you know, like marquee players that are at the top of their game and want to play a season or two, just maybe for rest and rotation purposes from a, from a harder league, uh, but also, you know, just for the life experience, right? So, you know, Major League Rugby could be a very good competitor or a very good other option, you know, for, you know, New Zealand, Australia, South African, you know, Northern Hemisphere players basically want to opt out of their sort of local competitions for a year. Maybe it's a year, two years, you know, post-World Cup. Um, You know, they they might even want to opt out of their, you know, international obligations, if you know what I mean. Uh, And, you know, America, North America could be very attractive uh, as a place to go, you know, as opposed to, say, Japan, uh, which is what, you know, certainly at the moment a lot of, like, fairly high-quality, you know, New Zealand players do. So, you know, I think the future looks bright for America just with uh, the interest, the international interest and flavour, but, you know, obviously, you know, they've got 12 teams in building, I guess, you know, to stack that, you know, with some pretty good, you know, like college level athletes as well, you know, as they, you know, progress their, you know, domestic or like their national, you know, team through the competition too. So, you know, I'm pretty positive on it and that's why I'm in or I'm trying to get in this year and follow it a fair bit or a fair bit more than I ever have. So let's have a look at the games. Uh, Apologies for that uh, massive rant. So first match of the weekend uh, on the Saturday was Atlanta. Uh, I never quite understand how the Americans do this. Uh, Is Atlanta at home? I'm going to go with yes. I'm just trying to look at a previous result. New York, D.C. from the weekend before. I'm pretty sure that was played in New York. So, yeah, pretty sure I'm getting this right. Atlanta was at home to Nola, uh, and it was 38-28 to Atlanta. So, really good win there for Atlanta. Nola have been a pretty good team. Uh, second match on the Saturday was uh, L.A., the L.A. Giltinis, uh, the hot-to-trot team, form team, uh, taking on uh, another uh, California team in San Diego, San Diego Legion, uh, who I follow. Uh, And it was 45 17 uh, to the LA Giltinis. Uh, I believe that was definitely at home uh, at the Coliseum. So, yeah, you know, just LA Giltinis, just awesome uh, at the moment. Certainly a cut above the rest uh, and put away the San Diego Legion team that I quite like. Um, or certainly I've been following them since the start of the season and I'm invested. Uh, but, you know, they handled them very, very comfortably. Uh, third match on Saturday was Utah at home to Houston, uh, and it was 50-43 to Utah, so really high-scoring uh, you know, shootout there, uh, and Utah getting the win after having a couple of losses uh, before that. Uh, into the Sunday games, uh, New York at home to Toronto, uh, and that's the Toronto team that was huge last week, ma- massive surprise package win there. Uh, and this week, they're even better. You'd have to say 53-12 to Toronto away uh, over New York. What a huge result that was uh, because they had a very good performance uh, last week. They put something like 50, 50-plus 50 uh, on, um, well, the points differential might not have been 50-plus, but I believe they put 50-plus in terms of the score line. I might just go back and check that one out, um, just scrolling back through uh, to provide some context there. Uh, yeah, 52-7. So they beat at home uh, the uh, Seattle 52-7, uh, You know, which was a very surprised result because essentially that was uh, you know, 6th and bottom of the East uh, v6th and bottom uh, of the West. So I didn't think it would be that much of a mismatch. Uh, that was a huge win, so well done. Uh, and then they backed that up. Uh, the following week away, uh, Smashing New York uh, 53-12, Uh, So, you know, something in the water uh, in Toronto, that's for sure. Uh, Doing pretty well there last couple of weeks. Um, Next match on the Sunday uh, was DC at home to New England, uh, and it was 35-22 to DC. Uh, so yeah well done to Old Glory there uh, getting a win over the Free Jacks who are kind of like my eastern conference team that I like to follow kind of follow San Diego Legion in the west and uh, New England uh, the Free Jacks in the east Uh, and then I also support uh, the Austin Gilgronis uh, because my friend who's getting himself into rugby, likes to talk a bit with it, uh, a, a bit of rugby with me, watch a bit of Super. Uh, I'm paying him back and I'm watching or following a bit of Major League Rugby. Uh, he's based in Austin, uh, so I'm following the Austin Gilgronis as well. So they were uh, the final match of the uh, week on the Sunday uh, and the Austin Gilgronis at home to Seattle. Um, and it was 42-15 to Austin, so another really good performance from Austin who are on fire uh, in April. So, yeah, those were the matches. Uh, you know, really good performances. You'd have to say, you know, Gil- Tini's very good and efficient. Again, uh, just showing their class. Um, you'd have to say, pretty good one for DC over the New England Free Jacks as well. what's uh, was that a 13-point win. But, you know, standouts there would have to be, you know, Austin uh, winning at home over Seattle uh, and Toronto for sure, you know, winning away uh, over New York. So, yeah, some pretty interesting results. Uh, a little bit more... Uh, would you say, uh, wider margins uh, than there have been uh, in some of the previous rounds, uh, for sure, uh, and that one just being. So yeah, let's have a look at the standings. Uh, We'll scroll down and have a look at the conferences, which is the most important thing. Uh, So yeah, uh, pretty much I have a look through the Western Conference, tell you who's in the top three spots, and I have a look at the Eastern Conference and do the same. So in the Western Conference, you've got uh, LA Giltinis out in front, played 5-1-5, 5, won five, five uh, bonus points for 25 competition points, uh, which is the maximum, uh, very impressive. Uh, second spot is Austin Gilgronis, uh, played 6-1-4, lost 2, uh, 5 bonus points and 21 uh, competition points. So uh, Gilgronis, 4 points back from the Giltinis, uh, but that played the extra game. Uh, And then in third spot is Utah, uh, who got themselves back in the win column this week, or this weekend just being played six, won three, lost three, uh, and seven bonus points uh, for 19 competition points. So a fairly significant gap has been uh, opened up there. Uh, One, two, three. Uh, You've got, you know, uh, Giltinis at 25 through five, uh, and you've got um, the Warriors at 19 uh, through six. So having played the extra game, like Austin Gilgronis, uh, so yeah those three uh, you have to go back six points uh, to San Diego Legion in fourth um, Houston Sadcats in fifth and then Seattle uh, you know really doing it tough this year uh, in sixth and final spot uh, so yeah a six point difference between third and fourth there uh, and a two point difference between Utah in third and the Gilgronis uh, in second so yeah I think you know it's pretty clear or it's becoming pretty clear in the Western Conference um, you know there's Essentially, what you need to do uh, in this is, you know, get top two in your conference so that you can play in a playoff, become conference champion. Uh, You win the West, you win the East, you then, you know, join up and you get a Major League Rugby champion. Uh, So, you know, the likes of, uh, well, possibly San Diego, they're falling off the pace a little bit there. Uh, But certainly, you know, Utah needs to keep in touch with the Austin Gilgronis. Um, Hopefully, San Diego can get themselves together a little bit and push Uh, Gilgronis and Utah make it at least a three-way comp for that second spot because I don't think anybody's going to be touching uh, the Giltinis unless they pick up a number of injuries and or, you know, go through a serious form uh, slump. You know, they're looking very good. Four points up and a game in hand, um, you know, through uh, five or six rounds. Looking very good for the Giltinis. Uh, In the Eastern Conference, it is a lot more, um, what can you say, a lot more even, a lot more competitive, a lot more interesting, I guess. Uh, So for this one, uh, in first spot is the Toronto Arrows. Um, So they've played six, won three, lost three, uh, and four bonus points for 16 competition points. Uh, And I really do believe uh, before, you know, if you went two weeks back, I'm pretty sure uh, their season was uh, played four, won one, lost three pretty sure they're in sixth spot so i'm pretty sure they've gone from sixth to first in two weeks uh, which is pretty impressive work obviously you know you can do that uh, fairly early in the season right uh but yeah you know awesome you know well done to them you know they put sort of 50 points on the board twice in a row obviously picked up bonus point wins Um, excellent and it's been very helpful for their points differential uh, which is what is keeping them in first spot So second spot is uh, Rugby Atlanta. They've played 6-1-3, lost 3, and 4 bonus points. So they're locked on 16 uh, competition points with Toronto. But Toronto has obviously had a couple of really good, you know, like sort of 40-50 point wins uh, in the last two weeks. So Toronto has plus 58 points differential. Atlanta has plus 17, and that's what's tie-breaking them there. Uh, And third spot is Rugby United New York who have played five, won, three, lost two, uh, three bonus points, and 15 competition points. So they're one point back from Toronto and Atlanta, but they have the game in hand. Uh, and in fact, teams four, five, and six, which are New Orleans, uh, Old Glory, and the Free Jacks, my team, who are coming last now in sixth spot, uh, they've all got a game in hand as well. Uh, and, you know, really, uh, you can throw a blanket over this at present. I mean, Toronto, their first, or, you know, first equal, nominally first, uh, you know, played six for a 3-3 record and 16 uh, competition points, but the Free Jacks are sixth. Uh, they've played five, so they've played one this game, for a 2-3 record, three bonus points, and 11 competition points. So there's only five points between first and sixth, uh, and teams 3, 4, 5, and 6 have an extra game in hand. So, you know, certainly uh, there will be a lot of movement going on there. You can't really pick the Eastern Conference or, you know, who's going to come out. Who's going to kind of dominate that? There's, there's just nobody dominating that at the moment. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's a very even spread across all six teams. But you know, best of luck to Free Jacks. Uh, had a loss. Uh, had a, a pretty convincing loss, you'd have know, to say, uh, to Old Glory there uh, last weekend. Uh, well done to the Gilgronas uh, that I followed. They're just playing really good rugby uh, in April. Uh, and Santiago Legion have been, you know, up and down, very patchy, mostly off. Not too much on, uh, but, you know, they're still sort of there They're about you know, a little bit off the pace now. Six points back from third, uh, eight points back from second. Uh, so, yeah, those are sort of the teams that I will be sort of focusing maybe just a little bit more of my commentary on, uh, you know, as I go through uh, the season. But, yeah, uh, not too much else to report, I don't think. Uh, just enjoying, you know, Japanese top league, getting its little, like, kind of knockout cup going on. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, even though it's pretty hard to follow, uh, you have to say, uh, just in terms of the way uh, that they market uh, everything. It's a little bit closed off, uh, just in my opinion. Uh, obviously, you know, that's from an English-speaking perspective. Uh, but yeah, you know I, I'm enjoying uh, what, I've, what I've seen from there. Uh, and I'm also really enjoying what I'm seeing from a Major League Rugby. I think Japanese Top League, or you know, whatever it is that they exactly reinvent uh, over the next season or two, plus the Major League Rugby version we have now, I think those two competitions are going to be really good, really useful uh, inside of, you know, rugby in the next, you know, five to 10 years. So, you know, looking forward uh, to seeing how both of them, you know, develop and, you know, develop players along the way. So, yeah, that's pretty much it from me. Uh, I'm going to sign out there. So, uh, yeah, second podcast of this afternoon on a Tuesday. Uh, yeah pretty pretty done i think my voice is going or leaving me a little bit there so yeah please uh if you enjoyed this uh you know please let me know uh, i have a facebook page the rugby gods podcast so please give me a like or a follow there uh, if you would that'd be great uh obviously wherever you're listening to this just in terms of you know whatever uh, podcasting platform uh, you're on and listening to this uh you know please subscribe to me or give me a positive rating or a like or whatever it is whatever small positive thing you can do that would be awesome uh and like i said before you know follow and or like the facebook page would be really great uh and of course you know feel free to get in touch with me so again if you go to that facebook page send me a private message and or uh, you know send me a comment or post a comment uh there uh all things rugby i'd love to talk it with you so yeah Best of luck uh, to your teams, whoever it is you're following. Uh, And, you know, if you're not, if you don't have too much of an eye uh, on Major League Rugby and or Japanese Top League, you know, I would suggest, you know, checking them out, Uh, especially the Japanese Top League at the moment because, you know, it's basically into uh, a Top 8 or, you know, uh, a quarterfinals uh, and you've got some really good teams there. Uh, You know, the likes of uh, Panasonic Wild Knights, Kobe Steel, Suntory, Sun Goliath, Uh, Even Kubota, um, you know, pretty good teams, uh, you know, definitely worth a watch and see how they perform. Uh, And, of course, even TJ Palenares, Red Hurricanes, uh, pretty decent, pretty nuggety this year. Uh, And, you know, there's always like, always seems to be, you know, maybe one upset uh, in there somewhere as well uh, in the mid-level teams. So we'll see what unfolds. But yeah, that's it from me. So I hope you're well. Uh, I hope good things are happening in your life. I hope, you know, you're doing good things and I hope good things are happening for you. Uh, yeah, pretty much just going to leave it at that. Um, not, much more, not much else to report. So yeah, Matewa, I'll see you later. Goodbye.